We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. It's the weekend update. <laughs> we decided to throw in a weekend show. Keith had some stuff going on yesterday, so figured let's catch up on everything today. First and foremost, the most important thing we need to catch up on, Keith, how is Dr. Strange? It was good. It wasn't just some stuff. It was our daughter's 12th birthday. Oh, I didn't so, I didn't uh, know what you wanted out there family-wise and, and all oh, that. That's so. <laughs> all right. No, that's cool. It's all good. So I, I uh, she, she's my Marvel buddy. So I picked her up early from school and we, uh, not super early. She missed like last period, which is kind of like a free period, especially on Fridays. So I don't want anybody to think I was being completely irresponsible <laughs> and like pulling her away from learning. Uh, but we went and learned about the multiverse of madness. Um, uh, no spoilers. Do not put spoilers in the comments either because it's not cool. Um, but I, I liked mm -hmm. it. I did shock, right? Like I like all the Marvel yeah. stuff. But um, it's it wasn't like my most favorite um, ever. It, it was it was far better than Eternals. So oh, yeah. we'll 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 uh, go go. Yeah, we'll zoom past that level. But uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, it, I liked Spider Man more. Um, but it was good. It was good. It advanced the story, gave us some stuff to look forward to as they generally tend to do. And and that's really all I want to say because I don't want to spoil anything. It Now, I've already seen some spoilers because I figure I'm not going to watch it anytime soon, right? Because I can't. And I was, I was curious to some degree, like, would I be able to get away with taking a five-year-old to it? And the answer from what I've seen is a, a resounding mm. no. You cannot take yeah. a child to this movie. It is, ooh, it's got some gruesome moments. So... There, yeah, there's some parts where it gets super yeah. dark and there's some stuff that happens that's not like, you know, Marvel is very good about like, or has been to this point of like, oh, a person died, but you don't really yeah. see it. Like maybe you see like them like yeah. after this was, uh, yeah, you, you saw some stuff in this one where it's like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it was, it, 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 yeah, there were definitely, you know, they talked all about how this was going to be their horror yeah. one right this was going to be the horror uh genre there's horror elements but not horror like i wouldn't call this like a horror movie by any means but there's because of those elements yeah you're you're not getting away i will say though um america chavez cool character right i i, I don't i'm not a big comics mm -hmm. guy so i'm not overly familiar with these characters but cool character a very interesting uh story and you know cool to have uh a new character in the MCU. Okay. Well, that, that's cool. And I think that my take from what I've seen is essentially it plays out kind of like a live action version of one of the what if 
episodes. Like it sounds very similar to that, and that you know, yeah, you're running into bit. alternate versions of all these characters. So characters can, and now that you're into all this multiverse stuff, characters can die and it doesn't really mean that they're gone. And you know, that's cause yeah. there's all, there's so there's a little infinite bit of versions of them and everything. But sure. in any event, I will say the last thing I will say is if you're going to go and you haven't watched the TV shows, watch WandaVision and watch what if yeah. that you don't need to watch watch all the you should watch all the rest because they're good um but if you're kind of like i'm kind of you know i don't know i don't want to invest a ton of time like at least watch wandavision it will it will help you uh set up the story better but but that's that's enough we do need to get to the moon knight finale but let's save that for for our next show and move on yeah. to some, some NBA Perfect. stuff here. So there were some basketball games last night. Um, and we saw in both scenarios, the home teams come back and, and pick up a win to change these series to 2-1. Uh, let's start with 76ers versus Heat. Joel Embiid back in action, the masked man. I thought it was funny how they, I don't know if they'll get fined for it or not, but the 76ers were very clearly trying to hide that Embiid was going to play for as long as they possibly could. Um, they continued to yeah. list him as out. And then suddenly, like, they, I think the heat started to get on them. Well, not literally the heat, but the pressure started to get on them. And suddenly it gets changed to doubtful when eh, we had a pretty decent sense that he was probably going to play in that one. Yeah. But, man, I mean, obviously, I think he could wind up getting the MVP award. We'll see. Uh, but that changed a lot in the way that series was was being played. Yeah, absolutely did. This was easily... Philly's best defensive yeah. performance of the series. It was also Miami's worst offensive performance. My, Miami, they they missed a lot of their open looks that they usually knock down. I didn't think Kyle Lowry looked particularly healthy, so I'm a little worried about that for Miami. I don't know that he necessarily should have been out there. I, I thought he looked kind of moving kind of gingerly just it didn't look right um, on that hamstring. Jimmy Butler was great. He was amazing. He was about the only Heat player who showed up uh, for this one. Everybody else was was pretty bad or you know at, at best neutral um, in this. But yeah, it was um, you know Embiid. He looked exhausted by the end of the yeah. game. Um, not always all that uncommon, right, for him to look very tired. But th- this one looked particularly out of it. But he you know made made some shots. I thought he was a big defensive presence. I thought he did a really good job on the boards uh Tyrese Maxey really came on uh, later in the game in the second half especially really played played well James Harden's just weird I I don't I I, we've talked a lot about it I just don't really know what to make of this and then the other thing is Philly made a ton of three-pointers Danny Green went off uh, hit seven threes uh in this one so it's Kind of, you know, that, you know, you make shots or you don't, but Miami seven to 30 from three, they have not been shooting it well in the postseason. So I'm a little like, if you can get some points on them and you can kind of defend them and keep them from getting to the basket at will, it's, it's tough on the heat. So I think, you know, as long as Embiid comes out of this, okay, I'm, I'm assuming we'll get some form of update later today. Um, this is probably a series now, right? You know, which mm-hmm. I don't know what we were thinking after game two. This was definitely, if you like offensive basketball, this was not the game for you. Again, the, the yeah. Miami Heat didn't even, yeah. they didn't even score 80 points in this game. 79 points yeah. at the end of the game. Uh, and yeah. Miami shot two. seven for 30 on threes. Brutal. Brutal. And 35%. Yeah. And part of that is the Sixers defense. Part of that was just poor shooting it by Miami's part. But then, I, yeah. so I look at this two ways. I don't think Miami will shoot that poorly again. I also don't think the 76ers will shoot quite this well. Again, 49% mm-hmm. from three. 
on the night for the 76ers. I don't think you can count on seven of nine from Danny Green and five of six from Maxi night in and night out. So I'm expecting game four to be much closer. I think it'll be a much closer contest for that one. Uh, And I think that comes right. They they come together. Right. And instead of this being 99, 79, we're probably Miami's offense comes up a little. uh, Philly's offense comes down a little. And we end up with, you know, meeting, you know, in the you know low nineties probably is my guess for, for score. Cause um, yeah, but you know, I'm glad we maybe have a series now. Yep. It's got to, Philly's got to get the next one because otherwise it's, you know, three, one, it's probably over. Um, you know, Miami only needs to get one in Philadelphia to probably finish this thing off. But if Philly can even it up uh, tomorrow night, then we've got a series on our hands. Well, if, if it was three, one in Philly's favor, it wouldn't be over. Yeah. Be- but because of, because of who their coach is. Yeah. Oh, good Sorry. call. Yeah. Sorry. Well done. Had to, had well to played. Get that in there, you know. Well played. I've got to throw yeah. any jabs like, that I can from, my, from the couch. There, <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude, don't insult your next head coach. Like oh, that. no. Oh, no. I, I might be, you might be upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump over to Mavs and Suns. And by the way, so tomorrow is Mother's Day. So we had talked about, I believe we mentioned in our last show, potentially doing a watch along for that. My wife would not be too thrilled if we did, if we did that. On no, Monday. we're absolute fathers and mothers that we were like, no, oh, yeah, Sunday night. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. So what we're going to do, I'm going to be traveling a little bit this, this next week. But what we're going to do is um, Tuesday night, we're going to do a watch along for Mavs versus Suns. I will put the link in the description of this video. You can come join us. All the playoff games get streamed on this channel, whether we're there or not. We're just telling you we're going to be there for Mavs versus Suns. On Tuesday night, it's a 10 o'clock Eastern time game. We'll be there. I'll be coming at you from a, a hotel room. Keith will be in his normal spot. And uh, and, and we'll uh, do the play-by-play for that game with you. It's a lot of fun. So would highly encourage you guys to check it out. We'll mention it again on uh, our Monday show and, uh, and Tuesday show. But just wanted to throw it out there right now. Mark your calendars. Tuesday night, Mavs versus Suns. We will be back in action for that one doing our, our play-by-play. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I was... I was looking at calendar, and then I then I flipped to the next tab I had open was Twitter, uh-huh. and I was on the uh, the the trending page. Do you know what today is? Today is May seventh. Yep. Do you know what day it is though? It is World Naked Gardening Day. What? What? Yeah. Why is that a thing? I I don't know. It's a. Uh, First Saturday of May, where people tend to their gardens unclothed in the spirit of back-to-basics living. <laughs> There's all these pictures of animals that are, like, with, like, shocked faces. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So, so yeah. obviously, this was invented by people who live in, in some places without mosquitoes, I'm assuming. I, yeah, apparently, yeah, because <laughs> you, you're not doing a lot of gardening naked in, uh, in, in mosquito land. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Happy World Naked Gardening Day. Wow. So, okay. here it is. I thought you were going to yeah. say something exciting, like it's Margarita Day or, or something like that. <laughs> that was two days ago on Cinco de Mayo. That's right. That's right. Well, let's let's face it. Any day can be Margarita Day. At least that's... Any day could be World Naked Gardening that's, Day, too, as, as long as you, you know, want to do it right, I guess. I don't oh, know. No. All right, moving on. Mab <laughs> No one cares about this. <laughs> <laughs> the Mavs came out firing and they they uh, they t- take down the Phoenix Suns. You know, this was another one where, you know, the Mavs were back against the wall and you could just see they they wanted this win. They wanted to get out there and get it done and get it done. They did. Um, Phoenix, yeah. it felt like they were off 
from the from the early going. Just didn't seem like they uh, they totally had it on that night. I mean, Chris Paul, seven turnovers. He had like six turnovers in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really got the Mavs on his birthday. Yeah, on his birthday, no less. Yeah, played 37 yeah. minutes, turned 37, and turned the ball over seven times. That's too many turnovers yeah. for the Phoenix Suns. And the Mavs uh, did what they, you know, they didn't shoot great 33% from three, but managed to do enough to get the W, particularly with the Suns playing uh, pretty sloppy basketball. Uh, but I think the mm-hmm. important thing here is Jalen Brunson, 28 points, five assists. Welcome yep. to the series, Jalen Brunson. This is the first game. Uh, good game that he's had against the Suns in uh, in this series, and that made a big, big difference for Dallas. Yeah, Maxi Kleba has been kind of their offs is kind mm-hmm. of the the guy who has done, I think, the best, most reliable play alongside Luca. But yeah, Jalen Brunson showed up. Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, they combined for twenty nine points. Didn't shoot it great, ten, 10 out of twenty six, but made just enough shots to keep Dallas on it or keep Phoenix honest on them. Didn't allow them to overhelp on Luca. Luca nearly a triple double again. Um, you know, he didn't shoot great either 11 out of 25, two out of seven from three, but you know, that's going to be the way it is. So we said this the other day when they went down Oh uh, two, it was, can Luca get enough help from the other guys? And, and he did in this one. And then the, the Suns were, I like the way you put it. They were all just kind of off a little bit, except for Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder uh, played well, just couldn't really get anything done defensively. But everybody else just, you know, struggled some. So it's, uh, you know, one of those things where it's, uh, it's if you're Phoenix, you just kind of shrug and say, all right, they got the the home court bounce. They, yep. you know, that crowd was fired up, and and you get back at it on uh, Sunday afternoon. I still have Phoenix taking this series. I wouldn't wouldn't yep. shock me if they take Game Four, but again. That you know, it's nice to see this become a bit more of a series here with a yeah. with the Mavs win. I always feel too if the higher seeded team can go up three one after four games. So in this case, Phoenix Miami. Um, now that they're up two one, um, I think it'll end in five because they just they don't want to play those extra games. And those are two older teams that I think would say, all right, let's try to get this thing done. But hey, Philly and Dallas, you know, kudos because they went home, they took advantage, and they got wins to get themselves back in the series and that's you know at the end of the day that's all you can really ask for absolutely absolutely okay let's talk a little lakers uh the lakers have interviewed <laughs> we have to yeah we have to come <sighs> on isn't that the other channel <laughs> come on no I, i'm only kidding. i think i'm, I'm gonna, i think i might take this that was for that guy who said channel. that was for that guy who who said Trevor, welcome to the NBA front office show. Keith, the Lakers stink. Like, I, I don't think I've ever said that. Like, I've probably said they stink, but that was not not factual this year. But anyway, yes, Lakers coaching search. Lakers coaching. I was surprised by that comment, too, because I think we've been pretty yeah. objective. I think I've been pretty fair to the Celtics. I think you've been pretty fair to the Lakers for the, for the most part. I think I spent a lot of this season trying to, like, pump you up a little bit and I try to make you feel a little bit better about it, but that's all right. I mean, Hey, if you want me to say the Lakers stink, I am perfect. I'm perfectly happy to play that guy. You know, I I can do that. (laughs) I'm going to hurt me. I've been doing it for 40 plus years. It's it's kind of ingrained in our, our, our DNA at this point, at this point. Um, (laughs) Okay. Lakers, Lakers coaching search. We've got Terry Stotts and Mark Jackson receiving interviews from the Lakers. Now this is added to, a number of names that we've already heard, uh, Darvin mm-hmm. Ham being one of them, right? And we've heard the Lakers are interested in Quinn Snyder. We still don't know what his status is going to be. Uh, Adrian Griffin is somebody they requested an interview with. Uh, assistant coach 
for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, they figured in lieu of Nick Nurse, okay, let's go. Let's go to one of his assistants. <laughs> but the latest sure. news: Terry Stotts and Mark Jackson being two guys who the Lakers have interviewed. What are your thoughts on on those two candidates? You've got a former Blazers coach and a former Warriors coach. Uh, thoughts on that? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, um, the, the, I'm going to talk them separately because they're two very different situations. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk all of it. So Har- uh, Darvin Ham and Adrian Griffin, those are two guys who have been kind of in the mix for at least three years or so now for different jobs they've kind of never gotten it and then you know can continue to be back as very highly respected assistant coaches so um good for both of them and we'll see you know where that goes um the terry stotts one doesn't really surprise me he is a you know uh he's had a good amount of success. Um, as a coach, he coached a team that was very star-centric uh, in Portland with Damian Lillard. So I think he's got a, a good sense of how to handle a team that's up like that. Um, and that's somebody where you could come in and hopefully that someone would, because he's got that cachet, he would come in right away with, hey, there's not a Sometimes when the assistant you know, to convince people that is kind of what happened with Boston this year with Ime Udoka even though everybody liked him and everybody was excited to have him there was still a, a lean period and a convincing him and figure it out period uh, Mark Jackson this one is more of a I already did it he was super successful and yeah you know, we're going to interview him and see what a finalist for the King's job we're going to talk about that in a minute um, but that one I think is slightly different because He's been out for you know several years now that he's been doing the broadcast. Again, a guy who's been kind of in the mix, you know, multiple times over the last several years. So listen, this is the Lakers. They they believe they whether they publicly said it or it was a report, but they were gonna cast a wide net. I think that's what we've done here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's why when whenever these names pop up and they're saying this person is getting an interview, I don't bat it great. Whether or not I actually like the coach. Great, because I want them to cast a wide net. I want them to leave no stone unturned. Interview everybody. Interview Phil Handy. Absolutely. The Lakers Lakers current assistant coach. Interview all of these yeah. guys and see what's what. Yeah. And find out. You know, as long as it's not some some random person off the street or, or something like that. Hey, we're going to interview Samuel L. Jackson and, and see if he can really be Coach Carter for us or something. <laughs> something ridiculous. You know. That might be a little weird. <laughs> as long as I, don't, can... I can't imagine he's going to 
to build an offense where LeBron just runs the whole training <laughs> camp. And then he's like, he's like, they're like, we didn't run any offense. They set up the offense. He's like, what'd you do? We ran. That's what I want you to do. Run. Like, yeah. Could you imagine? That'd be, that would be amazing. How many do you owe me? <laughs> but as long as he called everybody, yeah, right. sir, it would be just fine. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and did his homework. That's right, did his homework. So, <laughs> changed the gym in South Bay. <laughs> Closed. <laughs> All right, we're getting off the rails. Yeah, we are. We gotta. That's okay. Let's, let's reset. <laughs> so, in lieu of something like that, something just you know completely bizarre, I'm good with them interviewing anybody, um, any of these coaching options, and just just finding yeah. out because it doesn't hurt. And I think if anything, this is yep. what you want to do. Again, leave no stone unturned in this process. I know a lot of Lakers fans, they hear Terry Stotts, and they think, oh, no, he's a retread coach. Those Blazers teams weren't very good defensively and, and all of that. Sure, there's that element to it, but what name have we heard where you just say, oh, clearly this is the guy. There's some people that are saying that about Mark Jackson. Sure. There's some people who love Mark Jackson. But for the most part, I've yet to see a name pop up where the majority of Lakers fans went, yes, that guy. That's the guy you must get. This is the future coach. Let's go. Every name that's popped up has had some sort of flaw, perceived sure. flaw, anyway. And so I think that that has to be taken into, into account here. I don't think there is a clear, obvious choice. So you need to talk to everybody and figure out which one is truly the best fit for what it is that you're trying to do. Yep. I think there's two other things that in play here. I like the fact that it is a variety of candidates. Mm -hmm. There are some assistants in the mix, so it's not clear we're just going after the names everybody knows and has heard. A million Ham, Adrian Griffin, those are guys looking for their first shot at this. That's important because maybe one of those guys really impresses them and that's the right way to go. It was um there are a lot of people who thought the Celtics needed to go with an experienced guy uh when Brad Stevens moved into the front office because they'd gone in experience previous and it, it seems like it worked out pretty good getting Ime Udoka. Um, the, the now, now we would be remiss if we didn't recognize some of the weird part. Rob Plinkin, Jeannie Buss being in on the interviews, totally normal. Of course, your general manager mm -hmm. needs to be the one hiring the coach, and the owner should be involved in the process, at least to some extent. Some owners are super hands-off and aren't involved at all, but that's not the case. They are more like other teams where I don't think Jeannie Buss is making the final decision, but she's going to be involved. Kurt Ray, I think that's a, you just, you would know better than me from my, you know, outsider view. That is a, all right, it is what it is. Like, it, it's just a quirk of the Lakers. Like, you're not going to, he's going to be involved, right? The, the Rambi. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson being involved is freaking weird. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, I don't get that. He doesn't work for the team. He doesn't even work for the team as, like, an independent consultant up once a year. I get there's a relationship there and all that stuff, but that's weird. Like, it's just, you know, that, that'd be like the, the Celtics being like, all right, we're going to pull in Larry Bird. It's like, yeah, why? And you know, it, you know, God, at this point, twenty plus years, like, you know, what what are we doing? So that part, get, to me, just seems a little odd. Well, from what we've heard, the the names that came out as far as actually conducting the interviews have been the three you mentioned: Kurt Rambis, uh, Jeannie Bus, then you've got Rob Palenka, plus Joey and Jesse Bus. Um, and those are the ones conducting yeah. the interviews. But Phil Jackson, I look at it this way, and we we've been talking about this quite a bit for Lakers Nation. If it's 
we've got a relationship with Phil Jackson. We know him really, really well. We're searching for a coach. He's maybe the greatest coach ever. Why, why wouldn't you call him and say, hey, what, you know, what are some things that you would look for in a, in a coach? Now, I think that if you, when you dig deeper into it, there's some concerns there, uh, particularly when you look at what he did with the Knicks and, and all of that, and that you do run into too many yeah. cooks in the kitchen sort of situation and, and all of that. So I don't know how far his involvement goes. And so that's where I hesitate a little bit because if it's just, yeah. hey, Phil, just in general, what what are some traits that you think make a good head coach? You know, things like just basic stuff that you're running by him. Okay, right, fine. Sure. You know Phil Jackson. It's like if I if I happen to be if I'm getting ready to invest my life savings and it just so happens that I know Warren Buffett, yeah, I'm I'm gonna hit him up and be like, Hey, is this dumb? <laughs> what do what do you think about this? The difference is Warren Buffett's still Correct. involved in the financial yes. world. Like in, outside of popping up at the occasional game once in a while. Like, you know, like, I I find it kind of hard to believe, and nor should he be sitting down every night watching league pass and taking notes on young assistant coaches that are up and coming. Like, it's just, I'm with you. As long as it's, you know, hey, what do you think? Like, here's the plan that they laid out. Like, does that seem, like, then that's okay. But if it's, if it goes beyond that, that just seems, I don't know, it just seems weird to me. That seems like, why? Why? Well, what? Why? What? Also, too, he hasn't coached, right. and the game has very much changed. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So that's the other thing is like, even if he's like, well, I think a coach should run the triangle offense. Well, thanks. That's nice. you know, outdated. You know, twenty years old. Like, see you later. Opinion. You know, enjoy retirement. Have fun in Montana. That's you know, like I don't know. That's I just, been the fear from the yeah. Lakers side too that he's they know. Well, which one of these coaches runs the triangle the best? Oh no. Oh no, Phil. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that that Who was a, an assistant with him or he coached against, right? Like of, of the group that they've talked about. But yeah. Yeah. So that's the, the you know, the yeah. challenge there with, with bringing in Phil Jackson, even if you're just using him as a the sounding yeah. board. I will say though, a lot of Lakers fans were um pleased to see that Joey and Jesse Buss are involved in in the coaching hire process and involved in the decision making from obviously all of this. This is where, where I struggle too, is all of all the things that happen are largely behind closed doors. You hear little bits and things here and there about, you sure. know, this person was really pushing for this to happen or, or whatever. But for the most part, the decision making is done behind closed doors. So it's hard to say, oh, Kurt Rambis is bad or this person is is good. Rob Palika is good at this or is bad at the, you know, because you don't know exactly what those conversations look like, as opposed to on the court, you know, mm-hmm. you see, oh, Taylor Horton Tucker took this shot when he shouldn't have. That's bad. He just sure. did this defensive. That's good, right? It's easier to to kind of quantify that. But behind closed doors, it's difficult. But still, the general perception from Lakers fans is that Kurt Rambis being involved is not a not a positive thing, right? We heard about him sitting in on, on coaches' meetings and things like that. Things that have gotten out have not painted him in a positive light. Jeannie Buss, there's been some skepticism about her lately based on what we saw with the team. Same thing with Rob Palenka, and perhaps rightly so, uh, based on the way this past season went. But Joey and Jesse Buss are largely seen as the ones who have got it figured out and, and kind of have a, a good eye for this and everything. Um, and so that's, that's given Lakers fans some uh, positivity here because they think that those guys will be able to contribute in a, in a meaningful way to the coaching hire decision. And there's a little bit more trust in the two of them to come up with, with the correct decision. What is if, if I was the Lakers fan, the question I would want 
answered and someone will answer this eventually it'll probably be through a hand-picked fed store it is but that's the game works i would want to know who has obviously the team's governors are they control it right because that's just how it works in the nba it says i'm hiring terry stotts just because i have that article up in front of me i'm hiring terry stotts like that's who we need to hire if it comes out later that it was no, you know, because Phil Jackson liked him better because uh-huh. he remembered coaching against him in the playoffs. That's to me, that's a problem, right? Then that's like, then, then your decision at that point should be goodbye, Rob Palenka. We're, we're replacing you with somebody else because you can do his job, which is running the basketball team. Right. So that's where I want to, I hope it, when it comes out that it was, yeah, we, you always hope that it's whoever it was, you know, Adrian Griffin, Darvin Ham, knocked our socks off, yeah. and we're like, "That's the guy." You know, all of us collectively were like, "That's that, that's the guy," because then you feel a little bit better, right? Because then it's you're unified, you're moving forward. In the bad choice, it's a bad choice, and that'll come out later. But if it's as long as there's unification, I just don't want this to come out down the line of. Well, one yeah. side wanted this, and what, like what we're hearing with the Kings search, right? Like that's that's a we we don't you don't want that because that that's just going to lead to further problems down the line. You know, I've said this repeatedly: the Lakers are the Lakers. They're going to get players, and they're, they're always going to get players. But that's the sort of stuff. If you've got a player, you know, superstar X just from now, is like, well, do I want to go here? That's the kind of stuff. Doing, like, yeah, it seems like they're not on the. Yeah, same page, and it was kind of messy. And for Coach X, and but Coach X, like they weren't really supportive of him. So is he going to still be there as long as I like that becomes an issue? So that's that's where you want to be. You just want to have that kind of unification where everybody's on the same page. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's where Rob Palenka at the exit interviews was talking about how the decisions are are his and and all of that. I think they're going to try to, and that's how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going yep. to try to push in, in that direction, but we'll see ultimately how this this winds yep. up. Hopefully, obviously for for Lakers fans, they do wind up coming up with the with the correct decision, and uh, yep. and the Lakers are able to decide on on whoever it is. Again, I'm not opposed to on a current assistant coach, but again, the Lakers have a lot of choices to make. Um, let's let's jump. Let's over. head up the five. Let's head up the five. Just just north. Just a, a little few bit. Hours just, up just take the five. the five. Did you like my California in there? I, I like. That. I did well i i reached back to my year in southern california and went, went back to the five and in a little north sacramento so this is where there is yeah. some division it seems like They're down to by all accounts mark jackson mike brown steve clifford we already that a little bit but some of what's come out is vivek granadive the team's governor seems to like mark jackson the most gotta kind of wonder he likes warriors we know this he's you know, because he was a Warriors part owner before he bought the Kings. Um, like the uh, front office led by Monty McNair wants to hire Mike Brown. Um, right. We thought maybe by today we might have an answer in that situation. Now, they're fortunate other than Mark Jackson. It doesn't seem you guys are being pursued overly heavily yeah. uh, by anybody Charlotte else. Or the Lakers, That's just, the you know, yeah. For for now, right? We'll we'll see if more jobs come available. That could also be sorry. I, just to go back to one last thing on the Lakers that I meant to say before, they that could be part of why they're Slow letting this it. process play out. Is because 
Quinn yeah. Snyder. I know I made the doc here, but if they're really interested in Doc Rivers, like you got to let their their situations resolve first before you can really get uh, heavily involved on either guy. Back to the Kings. That, that it's already this heavily reported out there by Vic had it first, but other outlets have now picked it up and are adding to it. That's just, you know, Kang's stuff, right? Like, come on, like, get on the same page. Again, let front office people do their job. If that, you know, if you don't think they're going to hire the right person, get people in there that you don't want yes men, but then everything's not going to work anyway. Can you think about it from the perspective of whoever they do ultimately hire, right? Regardless of who it is, whether it's Mike Brown, whether it's Mark Jackson, you're walking into the job day one and you know either the owner or governor, whatever we want to call them, wasn't in my corner, but the front office was, or the op or vice yep. versa. That's either way, that's that's yep. not a good situation. That's not a great way to to start a job. And the Kings would have to do everything they can to walk that back and try to make it seem, you know, no, we are on the same page, but this is already out there. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah, that's troubling now, Mike Brown. And even if they come out now and like, no, that was all Correct. erroneous. We were all agreed, you know. Correct. No, I don't think so. Like, it's not that not one that's this heavily reported. You weren't. Like, so yeah. Mike Brown would take yeah. the job if offered. Do you think that yeah. is this enough to where, like, if you're Mark Jackson, if you're interviewing with the Lakers, do you think he would hold off on, you know, if the Kings called up and said, hey, we want to make you a head coach? our head coach, and you're like, eh, I don't know. Like, I mean, Mark Jackson, a lot of, we, we see Jeff Van Gundy, right? How often has he gotten involved in, in giant opportunities to return sure. to coaching? Because he likes doing the broadcasting thing. Mark Jackson's got a pretty good gig broadcasting. Yep. Is this enough to where he might just say, you know what? I'm going to wait and see if I get the Lakers job. And if not, I'm going to keep doing the broadcasting thing. Yeah, now, outside of the, um, the, how do I put this? The... Like, I, I don't want to make a cheap Kings joke here because I already kind of made one a minute ago. But I, if I was the Kings, if if there was at all a, uh, a um, you know, Mark Jackson was like, ah, you know, hey, I'm up for this Lakers job. I want to see where it goes. If I was the Kings, I'd be like, see you later then. Your offer's off the table. Because that's not, like, you don't want to be anybody's and second for these choice, reasons, I'm out. Right? Like, you know. Shark Tank style. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, it would be kind of funny if Mark if Mark Cuban did that, like with a player or coach, was like, and those are the reasons I'm out. <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah. um, but, what, what was what was the last offer? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm out. exactly. Yeah, you're on the clock, right? That's his other yeah other thing. Um, you can't listen to any other offers. Um, imagine if he did that with Jalen Brown <laughs> once in the summer. I'm going to make you an offer. I'm out. But if you listen to any others, <laughs> um, man, we are these shows on the weekends. It's a week, weekend update, Keith. Um, <laughs> um, but that's yeah. what I would do. I would not going to wait to see if you get the job of, you know, our, our longtime tormentors to, sure. to the South. Like, I, no, we're not going to wait on that. Like, see, like, forget it. Like, we'll move on. We like where we're going to go. Uh, you know, or we like Steve Clifford. We're going to go. It's funny. I've seen, you know, Several Kings fans who seem very interested in Steve Clifford because of his um, reputation of 
he lifts teams into the playoffs. He gets oh. his teams to the playoffs. And Kings fans are like, look, we can't talk about, like, we need a championship-level coach when we haven't made the playoffs in a decade and a half. Right. Like, let's just get get to the, uh, to, to the playoffs first. So I do think that part of it's also interesting. All right. Yeah, I think absolutely it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. And if these reports about the Kings um, and, you know, maybe being split on their, their decision here, if that uh, is a factor at all in, in how this ultimately gets resolved. Yep. Uh, there was a transaction that took place. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, despite it being the, the, the Clippers involved here, I think this is fantastic. Robert Covington's mm-hmm. extension. I think this is just a win-win all the way around. I think this just makes so much sense. Um, gets a two-year deal. Uh, from the, from the Clippers and gets it for just above the mid-level exception, which is probably about mm-hmm. what he'd be getting on the free agent market. So the Clippers, they're going to pay him a little bit more than what his maybe market value would be in order to get him to not look around on the market in free agency. And for Robert Covington, you can look at it and say, well, this is probably what I'm probably going to get about mid-level exception free agency in exchange for me not exploring the market there. I can stick with this team and maybe not have to take an offer from a team that I don't want to be with or run the risk that, you know, something happens in free agency and and suddenly the money dries up or or whatever. Um, It makes sense. I looked at this as if I was the Clippers, I would 100% do this. If I was Robert Covington's agent, I would 100% be telling him to take this deal. So this just, it makes a ton of sense that this got done. And uh, I think it's just a good bit of business for everybody involved. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, two years, $24 million. We don't have the exact yeah. breakdown yet. We'll get that in the coming days. Um, would not surprise me if it was a little started high and then went sure. down uh, the, the the subsequent season. He is 32 now, um, or I guess he'll be – yeah, he is, he's 31. He'll turn 32 at the end of uh, – very end of this year, uh, December 14th. So, But still, north of 30, role player, that's – you know, you can lock in a two-year deal. That's great. This is – I look at it similar – to what the Wolves did with Patrick Beverly, where they you know got him on the extension. His was only one year. Um, and for the Clippers now, too, this just takes an off-season decision process off the table. Doesn't even need to be looked at, discussed. It's it's now locked in. Um, they're gonna pick up the team option on Avica Zubac, of course. Um, so that's an easy decision. Nick Batum, I'm guessing we'll probably opt in to his 3.3 million player option. Then it's, all right, do we re-sign Amir Coffey? And how do we keep Isaiah Hartenstein? And 
And I think the Hartenstein one, now you have the taxpayer mid-level that you can use to keep him because they don't they have no form of bird rights right. on him. So they're going to have to use an exception because he's not coming back for the minimum again. Um, he outplayed that clearly. But the, the roster is basically done. You, you're you're yep. going to you know, keep a couple guys, re-sign another guy, and then probably a vet minimum signing to fill out the roster, and, and off we go. Like that's, you know, and I say it all the time. Sometimes teams have too many guys who need to play. Yeah. Well, why this one's different, Kawhi and PG are probably going to top out at 55, 60 games in a season. So, yeah, there's plenty of minutes to go around. Um, they got to get a point guard because it can't just be Reggie Jackson. You need at least sure. one more uh, ball handle. But they really like Jason Preston. Uh, maybe, you know, last year's second-round pick missed the entire rookie year uh, with, with a foot injury. But, you know, maybe John Wall if he gets bought yeah. out. Um, there's a million other veteran point guards that they could get, you know, to come in and just play, you know, 15, 20 minutes a night behind Jackson. And, I mean, this team is as deep as, as it looks going into next season. I mean, I it's hard to think that they won't be picked to finish somewhere in the top three, four of the Western conference by almost across the board. Oh, easily. And you look at the number of wings that they've got Covington, obviously being another one and he, he can float yeah. over to the five as well. But, uh, but you've yeah. got tons of depth on the wings to help you mitigate any injuries for, for Kawhi, Paul George. Yeah. This team is, is really well set. And again, you know, it, maybe they spent, couple million more than they would have if they had just waited for for coming in to get to free agency but steve bomber he can find that in his couch cushions so I'll yeah exactly. it would make yeah i mean they're to do this. a massive tax bill mm-hmm. like it's not it's gonna be insane how much tax they pay like you're, you're starting to get up into warriors nets levels but yeah there steve bomber just made it, it like he doesn't care it's like doesn't have matter. you seen the stuff where the different uh graphics that they put together of like the planets right and it gives you an idea of the scale of how big yeah. some planets really are compared yeah. compared to Earth. And you're just like, whoa, you could do the same thing with wealth of professional sports yeah. owners and Steve Ballmer. Like when you when you compare it on a graphic level, mm-hmm. you go, oh, my God, like he's so far beyond just about anybody yeah. else. You just go, oh, they don't yep. have to worry about money at all. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly, yeah, man, that is so spot on. It's like, I, I think of the one, somebody did it with um, uh, Jeff Bezos using grains of oh, rice. Yeah. And I was like, this grain of rice is your income. These This giant pile of rice on, that covers half the table is his income. And it's like, wow, okay, like, you get it. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's just not, he's, you know, this is, uh, this is his hobby, his toy. And he wants to spend a lot of money on his hobby and toy, you know, more power to him. It's, this is what you want. In a you know in in the team, spend a whole lot of money. Generally, stay out of the way. Just keep pumping money into it. Like that's that's what people want. So you know, I'm uh, I'm not going to fault him or the Clippers or anything anybody else for it. Like I, I think it's great for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last yep. thing, Dario Saric, uh, surgery for him. So yeah, that, a little bit of a bummer. Does that? What does that mean for him for next season? Yeah, they're still saying that he'll. I'm trying to find the, the the report now. Sorry, it is um 
they're still saying he's probably going to be be ready to go. I thought I read here it is. Um, will continue to rehab, remain out indefinitely. So what was happening, he was uh, rehabbing from his torn ACL. Don't know if it was a new injury or an injury they decided they had to clean up, but it was a uh, meniscus in his right knee mm-hmm. and a torn meniscus um, as well. So I don't know if that happened at the same time. They thought it would heal on its own. Sometimes it is the, the path with a meniscus. Um, but they, they went in and cleaned it back up. It, it kind of is the thing. Any surgery is a bad surgery, right? You never want to go under the knife. But, yeah, it's, you know, here it's it's just tough. So we'll, we'll see. It's, um, you know, one of the reports I saw after this went on, what the Sun said, um, was that they still expect him to be ready to go for the start of uh, training camp because he has missed this entire year. Remember, he toured in last year's finals, which happened later than usual because of the you know weird calendar coming out of the pandemic um uh, impacted seasons so that's where that's at so we'll see you know where that where 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 it goes with him but you know guy who's had kind of a tough break after it looked like he finally kind of found a home in phoenix as you know the uh, third big in their rotation yep hopefully heals up and uh and makes a full recovery we'll we'll see ultimately where his career goes from here Keith, we've got some game threes today. Uh, Boston, Milwaukee, and Memphis and Golden State. I think those are going to be a lot of fun, exciting to watch. I know you've got yeah. some soccer to get off to, but um, yep, yeah, man, this is so far the playoffs. They've been pretty exciting. I gotta say the mo- the most fun series to watch right now. It's probably this Memphis Warriors series. That's just they're just going after each other. It's a lot of fun to watch that one. I know, oh, yeah. and I know you're watching a lot of Celtics and, and Bucks, but I've been really <laughs> excited for Memphis. No, but it, you're 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 right. I mean, that has been a lot of fun to watch those guys like go go at each other. Like it, it's been it's been great. I'm I'm so happy that Philly and to make those not just complete walkovers because you yeah. fall behind three zero, it's over. Right. Maybe you win game four, but it is over. Like you're you're at that point, you're just you know playing out the string. So yeah, I'm glad that didn't turn turn that way. Yeah, and we're you know well, let's let's go right. These are this is this is why we love you know this round in particular because you're down to you know generally you know the best teams are left. You know when there were there were no major upsets yep. in the first round. So yeah, it's this is great. I'm super excited. It's if I mean feels like you haven't played in a month. Like they you know with these three days off. So. Glad to see that get back, get them back on the court here. You know, a little, a little bit later this afternoon. Now that the uh, the Godsmack concert is uh, is over, they can get <laughs> they can get back to to NBA basketball in in Milwaukee. All right, everybody, appreciate you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast version, follow us over on Apple Podcasts. We certainly appreciate those ratings and reviews as well. Definitely an easy way that you can help out the show. Take 20 seconds, toss us a five star. Uh, rating and then leave a review we love reading those or if you're on spotify you can rate the show there as well we certainly appreciate that till next time everybody have a great weekend stay safe and see you. happy mother's day. happy mother's day that's right perfect way to end it see you, everybody whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.